Welcome everyone to Dinging Corners, a baseball podcast powered by Slab Stocks. I am Nate. We are here with Jimbo. What up, what up? And we are ready to talk some baseball. But first, I have a little breaking news. Yeah, that's right. Get the get the news horn out. We've got some breaking news here. And uh, I had an interesting uh, chance that fell into my lap, so to speak. And so on Monday, I will be joining the show Foul Territory. Um, Foul Territory is a show that has guys like Ken Rosenthal, Scott Braun, Adam Jones, Todd Frazier, AJ Brzezinski, uh, Eric Kratz, guys like that. Uh, I think Lorenzo Kane just joined the show full time. Um, so I will be joining Foul Territory on Monday when Todd Frazier is on with Scott Braun. And Todd is going to be opening some packs of cards, specifically 2019 Museum Collection Baseball with Fernando Tatis and Vlad Guerrero Jr. And I'll be chatting with them about the cards and uh, what to look for and all that stuff because Todd really likes cards, and he, but they don't know enough. So they're bringing me in to chat with them live on Tuesday or Monday on their show. Let's go. Dude, I didn't know that. Is this, I know. So this, for everyone listening, he did not tell me this ahead of time. So this is the first time I'm hearing it as well. And I heard an Eric Kratz. Eric Kratz. I picked him up from the airport one year uh, in Toledo once. <laughs> really? Yeah, and Todd Frazier, uh, um, his brother Jeff Frazier, was with the Mudhens for the longest time. He's hilarious. Weird. Small world. Small world, man. That's awesome. That show is sweet, dude. I, I was actually listening to him last week. Um, I heard him on A.J. Pruszynski on the White Sox, uh, like during the White Sox game, talk about it. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, so they are uh, – Scott Braun left MLB Network – and he started foul territory um, with a bunch of these guys, and they're you know they're growing it. It's only been around for a month and a and a couple weeks, um, so they're slowly growing it, and it's a it's a cool opportunity for me. So if you are listening to this, I will stoop to begging. If you have enjoyed dinging corners, um, and you have enjoyed listening to me and Jimbo for all of the for this last year, and then me for a couple of years. If you could do me the favor of tuning in, it doesn't even have to be live. Just tune in to Foul Territory um, Monday's show at some point to be able to watch my section with Todd Frazier. That'd be amazing. Let's grow those views. I would love to see that video be the most watched video on their YouTube by a lot. That would be incredible. So uh, if you listen to this, and uh, you have liked the work I have done in the past. It would mean the world to me if you would uh, click on that stream on Monday the 17th, I believe. Yeah, Monday the 17th, and uh, check that out. And maybe drop a comment in their comment section as well. Dude, that's awesome, man. Congrats. That That is that is really cool. Yeah. So, I mean, I watched Todd Frazier live win the Home Run Derby with Aaron in 2015. I think it was 2015 in Minnesota. And then, you know, eight years later, talking cards with him on online. Small world. 
Oh, dude, that's awesome, man. So, outside of that, we've got other baseball news. There's been a lot of kids that have been very good in the early going um, of the season. But one of the best, Liber Torres. And uh, I feel like we have to talk about him because Gliber, you know, this is one of those guys that he had an 870 OPS as a 22-year-old shortstop for the Yankees. That is like star, future star territory, right? I know a lot of his home runs came against the Orioles, and the Orioles were really bad, but still, I think it was 14 home runs, in fact. Future star territory. And then the next couple of years, he just kind of fell off the map. He went 724 OPS, 697 OPS, 761 OPS. Not great. Not great. Uh, and he moved from shortstop to second base. And so, like, the the shine had really fallen off of Gliber. Uh, Anthony Volpe coming up, Aaron Judge being MVP. Like, he just got lost. He just got completely got lost in the shuffle. Nobody really probably expected much out of him. I know I didn't expect much out of him. And then you go into this year, and he has been one of their best hitters. Uh, now, Judge has five home runs. Stanton has a lot of home runs. But currently, Gliber, through 14 games, is hitting 302 with a 444 on base, a 535 slugging, OPS 979, a 170 OPS plus. Out of a second baseman, that's absurd. Also, uh, he has five stolen bases, 11 walks, and only eight strikeouts. Um, but out of a second baseman, Jimbo, that's uh, that's like, like that's not going to win you. Those numbers aren't going to win you MVP over some other guys. Mm-hmm. But when you're talking second baseman in the major leagues, how many second basemen are putting up? 170 OPS plus. I know it's only a couple weeks of the season, but it's just nice to see. Not a lot because uh, on my fantasy baseball team, second base is one of the hardest. Like, it, there's no depth at second for, for offensive numbers. Usually you have to find one of those guys that really plays third base, but also has second base eligibility and just slot them in there. Ex- yeah, exactly. Um, um but if you look up Gliber Torres on Card Ladder and just go to one month change, Gliber Torres tops update BGS 9.5 up 322%. Gliber Torres pink re- refractor up 317%. Now these are cheap cards. Um, but there are, by my count, there are 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12 cards up over 50% in the last month including Bowman Chrome Auto, um, Refractor Auto, uh, Bowman Chrome Auto, Foil, uh, Chrome Heritage numbered to 999. Like so many cards are up, and uh, there's only four cards that are down in the last month, and one of them is a gigantic orange auto. So, like, you never know why somebody's selling that for what they sell it for. So, Glibertor is... He's been hot. I don't know if he's going to keep this up, right? But just in the early going for somebody who's kind of got lost in the shuffle and kind of been the pariah for the Yankees fans the last couple of years, it's uh, sweet to see. That is cool. The um, 
I think him going back to second and with Volpe, Volpe, how do you how do you pronounce it again? Uh, Volpe. Volpe, okay. Apparently. I, yeah, I know there's a lot when you were like, no, we found the way how to sit. But anyways, him going to second I think is huge because it takes pressure off of him. And I've watched the Yankees a few games, and he just looks very relaxed. And, mm-hmm. you know, there was a lot of pressure on him coming up. Like, he was the guy. So, who knows, man? It He's always had the talent, but sometimes it's all in the mind. I agree. It's uh, it, especially in baseball, more than anything, mental games. Like, if you go up there, even in Little League, even in Little League, if you go up to the plate thinking you're going to get a hit, you're probably going to get a hit, right? Or, like, confident, good things are going to happen. If you go up in Little League thinking you're going to strike out and you have no confidence, you know what you're going to do? You're going to strike out. And it only gets worse every step of the way up the ladder. Um, so confidence is a real a real crazy thing in baseball more than anything else. It's like a, a three-point shooter not hit, finding his stroke. If you have the confidence to keep shooting, you'll eventually get there. If you don't have the confidence, you'll end up like Ben Simmons. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And yeah, so that's an interesting one. I'm so curious on your thoughts. If you were to buy, like, what's your strategy with cards with Glaber, if you have one? Um, um, I don't, he's not exactly a guy. I, I like seeing the story. I like seeing people make money. I don't think I would buy in. I know he's still young, right? He's still only 20, 26. Is he 26? I believe he's 26. Yeah, he's 26. He's not old. He's entering his prime. So there is like a chance he blows up, right? Uh, that being said, w- with Aaron Judge there and Giancarlo Stanton and Vol- Volpe and um, other pro- young prospects they've got, it's like, I don't know if I want to invest in Gliber. Even if he's doing hot, like I – I just, I just think there's too many pieces around there where if he cools off, like this has been like, a, oh, we weren't expecting that. Let's buy cards. Now, if it like cools off into like an 860 OPS or something, then it's like, eh, yeah. you know, people aren't going to want to keep investing. So I, I don't really have a, a strategy. I just know I, I, I won't be buying unless there's like something that pops up that's super, way cheaper than cops. Yeah, that, that's kind of what I was thinking. Um, he's like one of those players that like during the summer months, during the playoffs, since he's on the Yankees, you know, where you just, if you put it up for buy it now at whatever, like a decent price. And you like, if you go to a show and you find something cheap, you would say you snag it and you, it's like, you throw it in, in a deal, uh, you throw it on buy it now and randomly through the summer months or, uh, during the playoffs, someone might get happy or get, you know, get excited and click it. But that's other than that, I, I feel the same way. Like I'm not seeking labor. Yeah. I um, complete agreement, which is interesting on that one. Um, another <clears throat> major leaguer who is absolutely killing it right now. Jared Kelnick. Yes. Four straight bombs. Uh, currently hitting 366 on the season with a 422 on base, a 780 slugging. 231 OPS plus 
and he's almost worth a win above replacement by baseball reference this year. Uh, again, four straight bombs, uh, three against the Cubs, one yesterday. I forget who the Mariners were playing at home. Um, he, he had a 482-foot home run uh, against the Cubbies. And uh, he's doing exactly what we kind of hoped he would do once you saw spring training stats, but you didn't want to, like, believe it, you know? Yeah. Now, Jared Kelnick is the type of guy that I would buy in because he's still only 23 years old. Despite all the struggles of the last two years, he's only 23. This is the age where if you get a dude who was drafted in college at 21, if he's a fast mover out of college – He's getting called up right now. Yeah, so true. And, think, yeah. What, what do you think his prices would be if he never – like if he never made his debut and they kept him at in the minor leagues the last two years? Oh, my gosh. People would be going nuts for this, dude. Yes, they would. Yes, they would. Um, yeah, I uh, – now, obviously, there would be some stagnation there because, like, it's like, why aren't you calling him up? Why aren't you calling him up? He's ready to go. And then there's probably people that would be like, eh, there's something wrong with him. You know how, like, when you get top 100 prospect lists and the same guys on the top 100 prospect list year after year after year after year after year? All of Christian a sudden, Pache. What? Christian Pache. <laughs> Christian Pache. I was thinking, in my head, I was thinking of Marco Luciano. Um, yes. Uh. And Ronnie Maruccio was the same, and now look at him. So, like, you can you can, you can can break out. Guys break out at different times. Uh, that being said, once you're on the top 100 prospect list year after year after year after year, there's that's generally a gigantic red flag for me. Yeah, that's true. Which... Um, so that would have been, like, a big red flag if he had, if he had been not called up yet. <laughs> uh but he he has been absolutely killing it. And in the last so looking at a BGS 95 refractor auto here, if you look at the last year, it's down 50%. The last sale was 500 bucks. The first sale of the last year was a thousand dollars. But if you look at just the last six months, it's up 278%. Uh, one sold October 30th for 132 bucks. And it's all the way up to 500. I believe it. So, pretty good rise there. Now, what kills me is that on PWCC, one of our Sunday streams for Aaron and I, there was a Jared Kelnick Purple Sapphire Rookie Auto, number 10, that sold for under $300. And we were thinking about it. Hmm. And then we decided that we were too... You know, we're too biased, too big a homers a lot of the time um, with the Gavin Luxes, with the Jared Kalnicks, uh, <laughs> where we're like, you know what? We can't keep doing this every single year. We can't keep saying, oh, this is the year Gavin Lux is going to be good. This is the year Jared Kalnick's going to be good. We have to stop at some point. So we decided to stop on that purple sapphire Jared Kalnick. Couple of idiots. Oh, man. Yeah. It's okay, though. There's always another one. There is. And that's the thing. That's the thing that I've been, like, really driving home in my mind, especially because I've been like, I should probably buy a um, Jackson Churio auto 
just to have. And then it's like, you know, there's always that next guy. So I think I'm going to buy like not a Bowman Chrome. I think maybe a Bowman Heritage Auto just to have. Still on card. Yeah. Still, still cool, but not, you know, 400 bucks for a base auto or 650 bucks for a speckle PSA 9 or anything like that. Yeah, that's a good idea. Dude, yeah. the Brewers have. But the Brewers have so many prospects coming through that there'll be another Jackson Cheerio for you. I hope so. I hope so. But but will this one be one where I see him? I know he's coming, and then I proceed to not buy. <laughs> I hope not. Um, yeah. speaking of Jackson Cheerio, home run off of Uri Perez last night. I saw that, dude, and that's his third of the year. Yeah. He had be a back to back, or he had two home runs in the one game, including a walk off, and then he had a home run off of Uri Perez. And so it's like, are the strikeouts concerning? Sure, yeah, they are. But, <laughs> but this is one of those rare occurrences where I will ignore the strikeout because because it is it is pretty bad, thirty two percent in Double A this year. That's not great. But I will ignore it because all number one, he's young. Number two, all of the prospect lists are ignoring it, right? They're all still super excited about him. Everyone I hear online is super excited about him. The Brewers front office is super excited about him. So if you get all these people that know baseball way better than me still excited about him, regardless of the strikeouts, all right, whatever. Yes, sir. I have an analogy for you that I just thought of. I like it. Jackson Curio. Think about like if you're in high school and let's say you're in science class, science class, and you're you know assigned to a science class, but you know how they have the special ones for the, like the really smart kids, like yep. the AP? AP. Jackson Curio is in an AP class as a sophomore in high school in a senior AP class. And the fact that he is acing quizzes, 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 and then maybe there is one subject that you know he he's struggling with but you know like he's still way advanced for his age that's kind of like how i look at prospects when they're in a higher like when they're advancing quickly there's going to be things that you know that they're working on and that's why that's part of the process but the fact that he's doing well and everything else mm-hmm. it will all like usually it will all come together uh and it's only been a week Against yeah. in the S3. And, and, and I like that you say that because he's five years younger than the league average guy in double A. Yeah, like that's huge. It's a gigantic, gigantic. Usually it's like a guy's doing well, he's like a year, maybe two years younger than league average. This dude is five years younger than league average. Um, so I'm not worried about Jackson Churio, but I do uh I am looking for, you know, maybe some cheaper some cheaper Bowman Heritage cards, stuff like that, uh, just so that I'm not breaking the bank but still have a little something-something. Yeah. Um, and uh, what I was going to use to fund it, moving on, is my Owen White Orange Auto PSA 10 because just last night, much to my surprise and a delight, there was an Owen White Gold Auto PSA 10 that sold on eBay for 260 bucks. So I bought my orange PSA 10 for 400 
and it was an overpay at the time. But now, if a goal is 260, I don't, you know, I don't know if an orange is going to get to 400. It might get close. Might be a smidge over, you know. So uh, I don't think you can just like, well, it's out of 25, so I'm going to double it, right? That's not necessarily how it works. Um, because if I could double it, then I, I'd be getting 520 bucks. Sweet. Uh, but but I am I am absolutely thrilled, and so now I think it is officially time for me to let go of the Owen White I should never have bought in the first place. <laughs> and then use that to fund a couple of Jackson Churio purchases and just see where it goes. Even if he fails as a prospect, I still want the cards. Yeah, I feel that, dude. Like that's that's the fun part about collecting when you have a player on your team that's actually good for that reason. Yeah. So that's where I'm at on that. Um I do there's a couple other guys I want to talk about today. Uh, especially minor leaguers. Um, we've covered a lot of major leaguers. I guess we've covered Jackson Churio, but we always cover Jackson Churio because how could we not? Um, I did see, I think it was Colt Keith that entered the top 100 prospect list. Did you see that? I did see that. I did. So that's cool. That um, cool. Our little Tigers talk. Uh, is there anything that you, real quick, 4-9 uh, and nine on the season. They played on Apple TV last night. Um, are you feeling better now that they're four and nine as opposed to like two and seven or I'm just glad the season is closer to the end for them than it was a couple days ago. <laughs> All right. I like I'm just it. kidding. I'm just kidding. No, it, it is what it is. Like they're developing, you know, they're obviously in a rebuild. They got some young guys. It, it you know, as long as, as they keep playing, like just trying to compete. One thing I did realize with them though, this is what I've noticed with them. When they play in a, uh, a setting where it's like electric. They do well. They do very well. That's why I, they, they did like when they were at the Astros, they looked like a completely different team than the Rays, you know, but the Rays had no one there. Yeah. And then and it go, doesn't, it doesn't help, you know, you play the Rays, they're not very good. You play at home in Detroit, and nobody's really expecting anything, so I'm sure there's not a lot of fans. And it's cold out no in the early there. going. No. Um, and you're playing teams like the Royals. You know, you got the Royals coming into town this year. You've got uh, the Twins, who are, like, pretty good, I guess, but not like they don't move the needle. The Guardians are pretty good, but they don't really move the needle. Um like there's just not the White Sox are pretty good, but they don't. I think, by and large, just the AL Central just might be just a little bit boring. You're right, dude. It is. It's very boring. You got Cleveland that just wins because of they're just smart. Yeah, they're not flashy. Um, but they just it find even Quans of the world, and yeah. uh, Jimenez and guys like that. So. Yeah. But we don't have to talk about the Tigers, dude. Yeah, yeah. Uh, let's move on. There is one minor leaguer I want to talk about um, a little bit, and that is Evan Carter of the Rangers. So the big Evan Carter, top hundred prospect, right? A lot of times, pretty high on the top hundred prospect list. Almost all of them have them above fifty, right, or below fifty, whichever way you want to say. Closer to one than to one hundred. Um, 
or a closer to one. You know, you get my point. Uh, but Evan Carter was a guy that they're like, you know, he does a lot of things well, but no dominant tool. And, uh, you know, he's probably not going to hit for power and yada, yada, yada. And this year in the early going, anyways, um, he has actually been showing some pop. So he has uh, a double and two home runs in seven games, which is like a nice, uh, sorry, a nice new development. I should really have turned on my do not disturb. A nice new development for uh, for Evan Carter, card collectors, Evan Carter fans. The Rangers is him getting to a little bit more power than expected. And so that's a guy I'm going to keep my eye on because, like, he has, he has been a top prospect. He has been doing well. But it's because of batting average eye at the plate type stuff that he has been pretty solid along with, you know, being a expected to be a good defensive outfielder with speed. Um, the hit tool was carrying, the speed was carrying, uh, defense was carrying. So if we're actually developing some power here, um, he goes from like a semi-interesting prospect for me to a very interesting prospect, but it's been way too early. So like, it's just something I'm going to keep my eye on as opposed to, I got to go buy some Evan Carter. Does that make sense? Well, so it's so it's so funny you bring that up because I don't know why, but I have had or I know why, but not not this part of why I don't know why. But he has been one I've always looked at, and I was like, this is very interesting. He fits the bill for everything that I look for: young outfielder, speed, hit, you know, decent eye at the plate, you know, walk rate, all that. Everything matches. Like, but for whatever reason, I have yet I've never been excited enough to go buy him. I have an idea. What's that? I have an idea. If his name was like. You're right. I already know what you're about to say. Something that isn't two first names. Like Boomer Tater Sauce. Yeah. Give him like, give him like uh, Homer Carter or Boomer (laughs) Carter or, or uh, Shoeless Joe Carter. I don't know. Just give him an interesting first name to go along with Carter. I think you'd buy in. I give you Evan something interesting last name instead of Carter. I think you'd buy in, but Evan Carter is just a very boring name. And I'm going to stick with my, if it's a boring name, people just don't want to buy in. That's this is the first time I agree with that. And that, uh, with that theory, I, I think that's what it is. <laughs> I turned oh. him. I finally I think- did it after, after a year of, of talking about this theory with Jimbo and him being like, nah, man, I don't believe that at all. He's finally like, yeah, you're right. Two first names, two very boring first names as a full name is kind of boring. I, I need, I needed a real life example. I'm, I'm like, you know, I'm an, you know how I'm an analogy guy. I need a life examples to like really buy into something. And Mm -hmm. now I, now I know why that like, now I see it, but knowing that, like, if his name was like Ezekiel Carter, taking Zeke Elliott, if his name was Ezekiel Carter, you'd buy in, wouldn't you? Pro- I, I don't know. Like that, it's my non-conscious bias on that yeah. that I don't even know. So I, uh, I, I do think that that is 
some hampering, but also what's hampering for me is just like he had he had 12 home runs last year in uh, in 475 plate appearances, which was pretty good. Um, but I I I I would like to see a little more. He's so young. He is. He's only 20. Like that's the thing. Like the home. That's actually solid home run numbers at 19. Going from low eight and triples. (laughs) But as we know in the minor leagues, triples are really probably just doubles with bad defense. 100% because there's smaller parks. It's 100. I've been watching minor league baseball, the like all that. Triples are irrelevant in the minor leagues. I a triple is almost worse than a double because that means someone really messed up. Yep. Uh, speaking of smaller parks, Jackson Churio's home run was off the foul pole, and the the number in the corner there was three twenty. Yeah. See, there's like little things like that. That's interesting. Like that's not a home run in Miller Park. No. I don't know how. Okay. I don't know how high he went off the foul pole. To be fair, I couldn't see it. I just know they announced that it went off. Like, I guess it could have traveled another 25 feet and got off the Brewers foul pole. But but I don't know. Yeah. Um. But, yeah, Tiny Parks get that. We will uh, – there's a million other guys we could talk about, but we don't have all the time in the world, you know? But you, who was the one that you said? There is, there is one guy, and it's going to be my prospect of the week. Let's go. And Jimbo is excited about this because we did not talk about him beforehand. And then Jimbo's like, holy smokes, I own a lot of this kid. I've been collecting him for months. And so, no, know that I am bringing this guy up, not Jimbo. (laughs) Jimbo does own cards of him. I was not aware of that before telling him I wanted to talk about him. So um, if you are buying cards, you might be be, uh, combating with Jimbo on these. Um, and, and or Jimbo's upset I'm bringing up his guy. Uh, but I am bringing him up, and it is Chase Medrith, I think is how you say his last name. Chase, M-E-I-D-R-O-T-H. Again, that is M-E-I-D-R-O-T-H for you listening at home if you want to look that up. Um, he is a 21-year-old uh, out of San Diego, University of San Diego. He's only 5'9", which means he's probably 5'7". Um, because don't they take that with the cleats on? Yeah. And like, like if it were, if I were getting, if I were getting measured, I'd probably be measured at five, nine, if I was getting measured for baseball with my cleats on. Um, and so he's only five, nine listed at 170 pounds, second baseman, uh, fan only gives him a 35 plus future value. And, uh, they don't have any subgrades on him. But this is a kid who was a young college bat. He's just 21 this year. He was 20 last year. He did well in college, and now he is he did well last year in the minor leagues. Um, he played in A-ball, only 19 games, but he hit to the tune of 309, 424, 559 on the slugging there as a 20-year-old coming right out of college. So what did they do? They bumped him after only 19 games in A-ball up to high A. Now, it's only been five games, right? But in those five games, in the early going, he's hitting 412 with a 600 on base, 647 slugging, which, again, 
take that with a grain of salt because it's only been five games. But he also has seven walks in those five games to only four strikeouts. He's been hit by pitch once. He's stolen a bag um, without getting caught stealing. And he has a home run and a double. And his cards are so, so cheap. We're talking about 10, 15 bucks for a base auto on yeah. Chase Meatdreth. And uh, for me, anyways, like these are the types of guys that I like to find where it's like, all right, 35 future value. Nobody's really paying attention. 10 bucks a base auto. Like that's pretty negligible where you could buy one and, and forget you even bought it and forget you even had that $10 at any point in your life. Um, and you just hold on to it and see what happens. Cause if he keeps the eye at the plate and he grows into a little bit of pop and all of a sudden, maybe, maybe he doesn't even need to sneak on to a top hundred prospect list this low. He just needs to become a name in the Red Sox organization for you to be like, oh, yeah, yeah, I do, I do, I do want to pick up a Chase Medrith card. And so, like, it's just a nice, promising start from a 35 future value uh, prospect where it's like, I think there might be something here. Yeah. So he's an, in, he's a fun one because um, the reason why I knew his name in the offseason was Twitter. There's this Twitter account I follow that's, that does just Red Sox prospects okay. very in-depthly. Like in the, this, this account was like breaking down the entire farm system. And um, I remember reading through it and I asked, I was like, which player is the most exciting that you think is like not being talked about a lot. And out of all the players, you know, you got Michael, Ble Miguel, bless, please. You have, uh, you know, all right. Uh, Raphael, man, I'm horrible with names today. Rafaela and all these other names. And he goes, no, Chase, this Chase kid. And I look him up and it was, you know, below $10 an auto. Now, if he was like $20 an auto, 25, 30, absolutely not. You know, but he was, he was cheap. And that's why I was like, that's so interesting. And then he had a hot start and he's one of those guys where you buy, let's say at, at those low prices and you sell at 25 or 30, if they ever get there. I think that's a ceiling, a realistic I, ceiling. I agree. I agree. And that's why I like that's why I like these guys is because if you can get a base auto of 10 bucks, 15 bucks, whatever it might be, and you just hold on to it and all of a sudden he does get the 25, 30 bucks, it's just free money. Yeah. I mean, it's like you're getting thirty dollars because you're not even gonna remember you spent the ten to fifteen. Exactly. Yeah. Or you throw you know? it in in a deal. Or yeah. one thing I love doing on eBay or Anywhere, well, yeah, on eBay. But when I'm buying, let's say I'm buying a prospect that I love, that I'm like going towards, and then I look at what the other items that the seller has, and then if there's like a cheap prospect where I can throw it in for shipping, because usually, let's say it's four dollars shipping, but if it's a ten dollar card, it doesn't make sense. But if I'm already buying a card and they can combine shipping, let's say for like twenty five, fifty cents, whatever. I'm like, oh, and that makes sense. And that's when I usually buy those type of players, that lower bucket. I like it. That's actually a very smart idea. It's like card showing, you know, going to a card show and, yeah, I'll pay 170 bucks for this card, but I want you to throw in this $5, $10 auto. Yep. I, you do that I, on eBay. I rarely buy one item from a seller. Like it has to be multiple before I even put a bid in. I like that. Interesting. Just a thought. Cool. Um, 
but yeah, so that's my prospect of the week. He's just he's interesting. I'm not saying he's going to become a star or anything, but yeah. I am saying that what he's showing in the early going this year and last year is at least interesting enough where his base autos are cheap enough where it's like, I mean, it's 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 a minuscule gamble. Now, if you're buying more expensive cards, so the last the last couple cards to sell, Purple Auto PSA 10 for 82, um, Base Auto for $10.57, Purple Auto for 45 raw, Refractor Auto for 35 raw, Blue Wave for thirty dollars out of one fifty, base auto for ten, purple auto for ten. Oh no, just purple, regular purple for ten. Um, if you are buying like some of the more expensive cards, um, like if you're buying golds or oranges or reds, that's one thing that makes sense. Jimbo buys those because we all know what golds and oranges and reds do. But if you're buying, if you're tr- trying to choose between a base auto for ten bucks or a purple auto for thirty-five, forty-five dollars, like I'm taking four base autos all day if I want to spend forty dollars because that's the type of card at that low of a price that is going to go up. I would expect those base autos, if you're buying at ten, to go up to thirty and be and net you twenty dollars a card. Before I ex- and so that would be eighty bucks uh, profit off your four cards. Then I would expect that purple auto to go up to one hundred twenty-five at yeah. those low of prices. Price, yeah, and price point, price points key for for a guy like that where not a ton of people are looking at him. And even if you just stalk stalk the auctions of that kid, like. I remember I bought a like a refractor auto to the four ninety nine for like eight dollars when um, when the base autos were like five to ten even like oh wow you know like just sneaky ones that just kind of slide slide through the cracks because just not everyone's googling or like typing in Chase whatever his last name is yeah that's cool so that's that's, a, that's that's one of those things where and and people are probably typing his name in wrong. I bet if you went to Google right now or eBay right now and did Chase and Mydroth, but switch the I and the E around, yeah, you'd find some cards. You're right. So, uh, that being said, Jimbo, you got anything else to end the show? Nope. Other than everyone, hopefully has have a great weekend. If you're listening, have a great next week. And uh, I just want to say thank you for everyone that does that does listen to this. We love doing this. This is so much fun. So, and we thank you who listen. That I second that as well. We do appreciate it. Um, we, I see the numbers every week, and it's it has been slowly growing, and uh, it's appreciated. Um, everyone that reaches out and, and shares their love of dinging corners and baseball, we appreciate that as well. Sometimes I don't always get back to uh, DMs at a in a reasonable fashion. Uh, but I will, uh, I do, I do try and I should normally get back to your DM. So if I haven't, I'm sorry. Uh, it's likely I see it at a time where I probably shouldn't be looking at a DM because I'm doing something else and I forget, uh, that does happen quite a bit. Um, where like, I should just wait when I have some time, look at it as opposed to looking at this while I'm doing like a live stream or a recording or something. And then it's like, well, I can't respond to that now. Put it down. Boom. Never. Yeah. Um, that being said, uh, thank you everyone for joining 
please, if you have a chance, Monday, Tuesday, even to watch back, if you have a chance, please, uh, I, I would, it would mean the world to me if you turned in, tuned into foul territory to see me talking the little cards with Todd Frazier. Going to be uh, one of the highlights of my of my slab stocks career, along with dinging corners uh, with Jimbo. That is always the best part of my week. Um, nice did you say nice cover? Yeah, I was like nice. I was about to be like, oh, I'm just chopped liver. No, I'm just messing with you. <laughs> no, this really is one of the best parts of my week. I love just jumping on here, talking baseball with you. Always so good. Um, and thank you, everyone, for listening. And we will talk to you guys next Friday. See you.